And for more on this uh, and the developments in Parliament, we joined on the line by Dr. Richard Pithouse, who teaches politics at Rhodes University. Thanks for speaking to us, uh, to us this morning, Doctor. It's a pleasure. Now, Dr. Pithouse, firstly, you know, we've seen of late in Parliament disruption and chaos. Is it something that we ought to be overly concerned about, or is it a sign of a maturing democracy? Well, I think it would be a mistake to think that uh, robust engagement in Parliament is necessarily a sign of a mature democracy. I mean, there are some established democracies in which uh, that's common. There are also lots of societies like, say, India or Mexico, um, in which you see real contestation, sometimes fistfights and so on in Parliament, um, which are not at all um, democratic societies in the sense that we would want authoritarianism. So it, it doesn't necessarily mean one thing or the other. Um, you know, sometimes quiescence is what we should be concerned about. Sometimes um, disrupting the ordinary flow of things is the right thing to do. It all depends on the circumstances and what's at stake. And a lot has been said about, you know, the Speaker's role in being able to actually just keep the House calm. Um, what do you make of uh, Speaker Baleka Mbete and what she has been able to do in Parliament to this day? Well, look, the Speaker will hold the respect of contesting forces in Parliament if he or she is seen as neutral and fair by all of those different parties. Um, it's quite clear that we've reached a point at which more or less none of the parties outside of the ANC are persuaded about the Speaker's impartiality. Um, and that means that there is a crisis, because if people don't think that there's a fair um, set of arrangements for debate, um, they are not going to, to act as if um, they accept the rules that are being presented to them. So I think it's quite clear that we're going to see more and more uh, disruption, more and more robust engagement, more and more attempts like the filibuster attempt on Thursday to disrupt things rather than to accept that this is a space where there's free and open engagement which everyone can participate in on a fair and equal basis. Is there an alternative solution, though, to uh, the speaker and uh, the role that needs to be played there and who actually should be in that position? Well, I mean, I'm not sure if this is the question of having the right individual there, um, you know, there's evidence, certainly has been in the press, that uh, the president himself gave a very clear instruction to um, his uh, members uh, in the parliament that he wants this kind of robust engagement to be stopped. Now, if that's correct, if, if this is an instruction that comes from the top, then it's not so much a question of who the individual in that position is. It's, it's a question of whether or not the ruling party is willing to accept that parliament should be a space um, for open, free discussion, or whether or not they want to suppress that discussion and drive their agenda. I mean, the real reason why this kind of disruptive politics that the EFS, the DA, is now um, joining them and supporting has some kind of legitimacy in the wider society is because there are real questions around, around things like Nkandla. And you can't suppress those with riot police or bureaucratic obfuscation. If there are real questions, those questions are going to remain.
I mean, one of the other things we've also seen is uh, the uh, the police public order policing unit entering the National Assembly. Now, last week this happened again, and I see ANC MP Cedric Frolic, who was chairing at the time, says that um, he was taken by surprise when the police entered Parliament as well. Is this, you know, something that should be addressed and how should it be addressed? And should we as South Africans be concerned about this particular phenomenon? Yes, I mean, there's no question that it's a matter for serious concern, and it seriously compromises um, the reputation of our democracy um, internationally and, and amongst our own citizens. There are rules and procedures that Parliament has for dealing with um, issues that may arise. Um, you know, they are allowed to remove an MP if they refuse to accept uh, the instructions from the duly constituted authorities in Parliament, but they're supposed to bring in their own parliamentary security services. They're not supposed to bring the public order policing unit, which is just a euphemism for the riot squad. Um, that is a symbolic act with, with real power. It's a real desecration of the idea that Parliament is supposed to be a site of popular sovereignty, a site of free and open discussion. And, you know, um, the question of who sent them in is important, but the fact is that they were there and you know, this does really put the ANC's democratic credentials under pressure. And it's something that um, if they are um, not intending to turn towards a kind of more openly authoritarian uh, form of governance, they will have to address seriously. And just finally, uh, Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa, now he's going to Parliament today and really trying to mend this working relationship between the political parties in Parliament. Uh, do you think that he will have much success today? I doubt it. I mean, you know, the EFS do not hold Cyril Ramaphosa in high regard. They have publicly blamed him for the Marikana massacre on many occasions. It may be something like a red rag to a bull to send him in there. And, you know, for the other parties, I don't think they are going to accept the way that this has been framed, which is that, you know, there's bad relations and we just need to talk and work it out. They're going to hold on to the idea that there's actually a serious problem here. The serious problem is that the president has been placed above the law. There's obvious example of serious abuse of public funds, and yet there's no accountability, and that Parliament is being used to steamroll um, the protection of this. So I don't think they're going to accept the idea that, look, this is just a problem of relations breaking down between different parties. I think they're going to hold to the idea that there is actually a serious problem here, and that it needs to be addressed. And, you know, the ANC do have, have a serious problem with this and kind of a scandal. It's not something that can be um, swept away by some kind of bureaucratic process. It's there. It's everyone is aware of it. You know, there's photographs of it in the media. Um, you know, you, you have the minister of human settlement saying, "No more government housing for people under 40." You have a president having this massive mansion subsidised with public money. This kind of thing doesn't go away easily. You don't just have a meeting and make it go away. It's a serious, long-term problem for the ANC.